Hey, Evan. How's it going? We're back together. Oh, we get to share the same room again. Oh, that's so good. How's the so book good. treating you? It's good. Um, I'm reading about uh, Mesa Pegasus right now. What? What is it? What it's rarity? A, it's a common. So that's well, of course it is. A mountain is most common. That's its designation, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All right. How's it going, Evan? That's going good. We are back in studio. In studio. So there's my l- basement. <laughs> <laughs> there's less random noise around me because this mic doesn't pick up. We don't know, have to hear neighbors. you clicking on your keyboard or, or s- bumping the mic. Uh, except with this lovely drink I have. The Heineken. The Heineken. I'm doing my best not to hit the mic, but I apologize if you hear a sound. It's definitely me hitting the mic. Yeah, we decided that it's been too long since we've had a drink while we do the EDH also trek, I, which was the point of it. Also, I, had a, I took a bus here. <laughs> you did, yeah, so <laughs> it makes it okay. Yeah. Um, we are back with episode 96 of EDH Wrecked. For those of you who have never listened to us and tuned in right now, tough. You should find out what we're all about. Um, we're about uh, non-infinite combos you and, like that, and ranting. Just <laughs> throw it away. And... <laughs> And we're about preparing what we're going to say before we do it. We had some ideas for a podcast. We, well, we were tossing ag- around some stuff. Yeah, once again, you uh, you have like a crazy idea that's going to take some time. So It is, yeah. When, but it's a kind when, of crazy idea. <laughs> when I like we get our, our special guest that no one could possibly ever <laughs> guess <laughs> who, who Brian is trying to get on here. Um, Not even who. They'll never guess who, but like the profession. Yes. Like, no one will guess it. No, no it's impossible. It. Like, you, uh, you, you could reach into every... You could be like, they're going to have this type of person on. You will guess wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we should run a poll with, like, 500 different <laughs> options and be like, pick what what profession yeah, you Yeah, yeah, we'll write the real one in there. Yeah, yeah, it'll see. just be snuck in. Um, <laughs> but what I did was I was down at one of our local shops. Actually, Josh, who was on our show uh, a while yeah, ago. Yeah, back in the fall. Friend of the podcast. Uh, he uh, He had this book sitting on his table. Yeah. Evan has it in his hands right now. I'm flipping through it because I haven't really read it. It it is the (laughs) Magic the Gathering Pocket Pocket Player's Guide from 1994. Yeah, it's going to tell us how to play Magic. So I looked at it and I said, look, Josh, I'm buying this book. And he (laughs) hummed and hawed about it because one of his employees actually wanted it. They got it in a collection. They weren't actually planning on selling it. And I said, well, let's do a compromise. Instead of selling it to me, give it to me to read about on the podcast and then I'll bring it back to you. And so that's the deal is that yeah. you know, I got to take this book, read about the wacky shit that went on at the beginning of Magic, how you should build your decks, and uh, how uh, 1994, I guess, woke culture wasn't around because some of the things in there are hilariously uh, not good oh, I anymore. I haven't got to those. but It's in the early part where I did just find old rules. Early versions of Magic Other had slightly different sets of rules. It's a year into magic. <laughs> uh, there's some pretty funny rules that they come out with, like uh, the fact that you got to keep your cards permanently if you took control of them. Like control magic would just give you – you had to give me your card. It was yeah. mine now forever. Oh. When I shuffled a... up my deck, that was my card forever. Man, the greatest <laughs> card. Like theft. Well, same with uh, same with uh, uh, steel artifact. All those, all those theft cards – Surprised that like Swords to Plowshares wasn't like exile, like rip up target player's creature. It they talk about back. one guy who uh, who who was famous for like taking this other player's deck and just destroying his decks, like literally ruining them. <laughs> At one point, he, he threw him in a sink with soap and water. 
Oh. By the time he blended them, he tossed them in a blender and pushed the it's highest level. It's amazing blend. that magic ever actually um, like fire <laughs> became a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything points to like utter failure of a concept. So this book uh, is like the player's pocket guide from the second year of magic, essentially in 1994. And oddly enough, outside of codifying how the the turns work, it's roughly the same. Yeah. When you look at that, the you know untap, upkeep, draw, well, main. I have this question: What exactly is the turn order? Every turn consists of six phases. Okay, you got mm. your six: untap, upkeep, draw, main, discard, and end. Now that the only change <laughs> that we have now is that there's two made that they made well, attack its own. Attack phase. is its own thing, and there's a second main, and discard is really. End step. I guess it's just part of the end. Step, part of the end yeah. step. Yeah. Um, so it's it's almost there. <laughs> The the weird thing is the main phase where you can just attack once when you want. Yeah. And then like like they just codified it for ours where there's a main phase before combat, combat main phase after combat. Yeah, because it makes it really confusing when you have attacking in the main step and then you can cast spells. Yeah. But sorcery only can't be during attacking. No, only fast effects once you've declared attacks. <laughs> right, and interrupts are faster Inter than this. interrupts can only be used during. They can be used as a fast effect, but they're the only things that can be used during the damage prevention and redistribution phase. Well, look, I'm going to continue this. So again, oh, okay. this said, every turn consists of six phases. Yep. Okay. Yep. Untap, upkeep, draw, main, discard, and end. Here's another question. What's the order of the attack phase? Oh. You'll notice the attack phase isn't a listed phase, <laughs> but they still call it an attack phase. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. That's what we're dealing with here. Uh, uh, oh. When exactly can I cast spells, and what the heck are fast effects? That's the question in the deck. Well, have an answer for us. Jesus, don't just leave us hanging. Fast effects include instants, interrupts, and most special powers of cards in play. Man, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell people I'm activating a special power when I tap my Active prodigal fast sword. Effect, as a fast effect. And that was a term mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. used to use. So I don't what? know if you did by the time you started playing, but like... In the 90s, I knew interrupts, but I never understood them when I was eight. Because they had already gotten rid of them. Yeah. But and in the 90s, we would say, like, as a fast effect, I'm going to tap my prodigal sorcerer. Look, I expected to say instance interrupts and most, <clears throat> like, mana sources, because that's what, like, Dark Ritual was. But no, special powers. Mana sources had the special rules that they couldn't be countered. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Which was a very strange rule. But, <clears throat> but it's true. Dark Ritual was a mana source. All other special powers are assumed to occur when the speed with the speed of an instant. These include tapping the prodigal sorcerer to poke somebody, <laughs> poke somebody. using a pestilence <laughs> to poke everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, they use really non-exact words. Yes, they did. There's a whole section about words in there, actually. It's called words, words, words. Please translate this, colon, and here we go. Okay. Comma, B, colon, bounces. <laughs> all right, Evan. Let's start this at the beginning. Let's not be randomly flipping, all right? So I'm just in the Q&A here that's causing more questions. There's just so many questions coming out of it. So the beginning of the book uh, is about his play design. And it's very confusing because he talks about alpha and beta and gamma. Oh, yeah, gamma. Is that... But they weren't card sets. They were, they were his, the alpha and beta of his playtesting groups. Oh, so... But he doesn't ever break that down anywhere in the book. So you're... I was reading the book, you know, 30 years after the fact, being confused about the fact that he's like, Gamma. I was like, Gamma? Where'd the Gamma set go? Why didn't we get so a Gamma set? So when he talks about set? playing Alpha, he means his Alpha... The literal Alpha playtest. The cards weren't, weren't out yet. 
<laughs> yeah, no. So this is the section. So he has a bunch of stories about stuff. And so on the one of the pages here, this is the best. You're on the page. I was, and then he took the book and closed he, it. He talks about in the Gamma version how they were doing their own art on cards. Wow. Well, finding art, oh, stealing oh, own art. Own art is, yeah. Stealing. So one of them that you were pointing at was uh, Calvin and Hobbes was on the power, power sink. sink. No, more specifically. In a toilet. Calvin peeing in a toilet. Yeah. Was the art for power sink. Because after all, what is a toilet but a power sink? Uh, but this is the coat, the comment right here. Uh, where is it? Uh, the So an old comic book produ- provided a Charles Atlas picture of holy strength and a 98-pound weakling getting sand kicked in his face for weakness. So I just want to say that for all of you out here who are 98 pounds listening to this, you're a beta cuck and you get sand kicked in your face at the beach. And oh. that's what Richard Garfield thinks of you. <laughs> oh Brian <laughs> there's another great quote on uh, there's another great there's some more stuff once you're done yeah but yeah so the first part of the book sort of deals with their 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 interactions with making the game and stuff like that um, and then there's a giant middle section that's just breaking down the rules of the game and apart from you know us the rules difference between then and there there's nothing really good to dig into it's just early magic and how it broke down. And frankly, like yeah. I said, generally speaking, the turn order, the way you play cards didn't change. Simply the abilities kind of changed and codifying everything. Yeah, they had a lot of uh, <laughs> weird... Oh, um, that's on there. Don't sort worry. of weird phrasing. And I said they, they weren't very exact with their wording. They were just so willy-nilly. and just They were all over the place. Special powers. Yeah. And then the attack phase isn't one of the phases. And, and interrupts are faster than fast. And it just... Interrupts <laughs> could... Yeah, interrupts <laughs> could interrupt like certain parts of the game that instants couldn't. So like after you've assigned damage and damage is being dealt... Which you can do rid. nothing except use like regenerate effects yeah and interrupts apart from that an interrupt was just a fast effect yeah but it was it was weird because they did things <clears throat> like I don't know. You have cards. Uh, maybe it's just Portal that did it, where they're like, it's a sorcery that can only be cast, cast in combat. Uh, yeah, sorcery. Did, and it's they like, did that, yeah. that's what inter- interrupts were like. Counter a spell. It's faster than instance. Like, yeah, that's the only way you could counter a spell. <laughs> you didn't need to invent an interrupt clause. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, in, in Richard Garfield's immediate, like, right away he says, how to build a better deck. He said, one thing I knew I wanted to see in the game was players using multicolored decks. Oh, that so is right surprising. out the gate, Richard oh, Garfield man. didn't want to. And he points out the fact that decks are wrong. it was clear that a player could avoid a lot of problems by stripping down to a single color. That's true. So it's for those easy weaklings. For, well, for the 98-pound <laughs> weaklings, they need to get <laughs> sand kicked on their face. Um, for this reason, many spells were included that paralyzed entire colors, like Karma, the Elemental Blast, and Circles of Protection. Note that that's all white except one, one card. <laughs> so we gave color. white the ability to paralyze every other color. I mean, it's I guess that's one way to, to balance it, is to yeah. say uh, if everyone can't just play a single thing, which they, that they didn't fix anything. The they early, didn't, no. The early decks were utterly busted. One of his examples is that if you rely on too many big creatures, it made you particularly vulnerable to the Meek Stone, mm-hmm. which is a classic EDH play nowadays. I mean, it's funny when someone plays it. Oh, it's But it's what about amazing. the Power Stone? Uh, and then for a deck laden with Fireballs, uh, that's well, where you would play Mana Barbs. Uh, not if they... You know, fast bonded or whatever it was. <laughs> well, even channel, then, channel, channel, channel. They channel, channel fireball, buddy. Channel then, fireball. <laughs> uh, then who cares about your mana barbs? 
So, unfortunately, this strategy and counter strategy design led to players developing narrow decks and refusing to play people who used cards that could defeat them flat out. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. is what you're like. I have made a mono blue deck. I don't care. And they're like, I have four circle of protection blue. Like, I'll just concede. I'll play someone else. <laughs> it's funny, though. In 1994, this yeah. guide was released. In 2023, that's like the rule of commander. If I don't like your deck, I'm not going to play against it. True. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So... All these years later, we've developed a format that actually does what he wanted to do at the beginning guess, of Magic. Play multicolored so. cards, <laughs> not stick to any particular narrow format, and uh, don't play if I don't want to. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> um, he uh, he had a really funny thing here about this, that the one that I was telling you about. There's a guy named Charlie that used to be in their play group, and it was called the oh. uh, Infinite <laughs> Recursion Deck. And the idea was to set up a situation where his opponent couldn't attack him. And then what the guy would do is he would, to stop him from attacking him, he would Swords to Plowshares your creature and then Time Twister the Swords to Plowshares back into his deck. But your creatures were exiled. Yes, so you'd run out of creatures. You'd just run out of creatures. Because they'd all have gotten exiled But you'd have slowly. like 95 life and then you'd just have to forfeit or watch <laughs> yourself draw your deck out while this guy just st- sat there. <laughs> Because you would always have less cards because he was constantly getting rid of your I creatures. wonder if this was before the four-card rule. So the four-card rule is mentioned in here, and it's only for tournament play. So, But does it say, was his deck just like 20 Swords of Plowshares, 20 Time Twisters? I don't have the list. 20 lands. I can only and assume. he said, that's my deck. I can only assume <laughs> that's what luck. it was, yeah. But they say in here near the, one of the tournament areas that... Uh, Official Wizards of the Coast tournaments or official tournaments done through Deck Masters or whatever the heck they were uh, would have requirements like only four of any individual card that's not a basic land. I had heard that uh, original Magic, there was no restriction. But the problem I had heard, and I feel like I heard there was some other card that caused it too. The one I'd heard was Lightning Bolt. Was you just only put Lightning Bolts in mountains in. Yeah. And the deck was like too good because... It, it didn't need to do anything. <laughs> well, I mean, turn one, lightning bolt. Turn two, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. If you had to kill a creature, you could. Yeah, and then or you just cast, you know, seven lightning bolts. The only problem would be the like first four turns. You're top decking. Yeah, uh, but you're always top decking lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's just say that burn in like legacy and modern. If you could just put lightning bolts in, like every other card is pretty much a worse lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah. Chain lightning is a sorcery speed and can be directed at you but like lava spike it's a lightning bolt that can't hit a creature they're all just lightning bolts already they're just worse versions. yeah shock it's like it's like all of yeah. these things are all just worse lightning bolts lightning bolts yeah. like the basis but i mean so you would i'm saying that if you cycle could, of spells produced three of think? our most powerful spells that we have in the game dark ritual ancestral recall and, and lightning healing bolt. solve and healing solve yeah giant growth being the only one left behind uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh the uh one of the playtesters, check out this card. This was a card they had in playtest. He was talking about words. You just mentioned that before yeah, we yeah, started the podcast. Words, how the words don't wrong. make sense. <laughs> so one of the playtesters approached him and said, I like my deck. I have the most powerful card in the game. When I play it, I win on the next turn. And so the card was a card that skipped your opponent's next turn. Yes. Uh, the I've card said, opponent loses next turn. <laughs> it's time walk. And so the guy was like, the guy was like, I just play it, and then next turn they lose the game. And he was like, no, that's not how... Oh, yeah, we need to work on our words here. So they changed it to, you gain an additional turn. Yes. Because they originally just wanted you to make your opponent skip their turn, but couldn't figure out the phrasing. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny (laughs) that it's all written down in here. Like, you know, and this is so fresh. Like, this would only have been a year into the game, right? Being released. Now, they had been playtesting for years, but, like, this was a year of, of product. 
Yeah. And it's it's already like so fucked up that it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> well, at least they didn't print it that way. But it shows you that they just weren't thinking. And Evan, where do you think magic is set? Uh, look, I opened that book and said, <laughs> I said, Brian, I'm surprised it already is called Dominaria. And you said, you might want to read that again. <laughs> Magic, folks, in 1994, and maybe now, I don't even know. I've never looked into it. No, I've never heard this It's set word. in the world of Dominia. D-O-M-I-N-I-A. Yes. You may think it's Dominaria. <laughs> you would be wrong. It's Dominia. That's this whole book. Refers to the world of Dominia. Dominia, and it's so confusing Ryan now. thinks it's the whole universe is called Dominia, uh, but um, <clears throat> as as there we go, we got Reddit. Brian just tried to look up Dominia magic, and it instantly took him to Dominaria. <laughs> nature, the nature of Dominia <laughs> is an essay by someone describing the nature of the multiverse and its planeswalkers before the mending. Oh. Oh, so this is from 1995. No, 4th edition. So this was 94. This was before 4th yeah, edition. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, prior to the mending. <clears throat> Dominia is the multiverse of constant change in an orthodox challenging. Uh, no they idea. write this whole thing at the beginning about like imagining a beach and each grain of sand is a different world in Dominia. Okay. So it's, it's essentially it's just the... everything. It's the word for where all the planes are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's just a strain. But, yeah, as soon as I opened the book, too, I re I literally read this part. And then I was like, wait, this some, some word's not looking right here. And then I came back to this page. I was like, oh, my God, this is Dominia. That's so strange. It's weird. So I wonder how much of the change, though, came from, like, corporate. Yeah. Like them just being like, if we, if we, if we break it down, we can do sets in different areas. Because Rabia came out not long after this. Arabian Nights was the second set, surprisingly. Yeah, so like, like this would have been right before Arabia. Yeah, or right after. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, they don't mention it, so it probably is right before. Yeah, Chandelier, Arabia. Um, so I wonder if it was like getting out of Dominia and breaking it into different areas was like their corporate being like, "Look, we could just release products." Yeah. Focused in certain areas, you know. After that, or if it was just a case of them being like, the sense dumb, we need to just stop it. Dominia is a dumb name. I, I don't know, or if it comes from something. Because every once in a while they have to change something because for like copyright reasons, they can't copyright the word. Yeah, yeah. Because they like stole it from somewhere. Um, but I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a bizarre one. Uh, it's a good one for anyone trying to do magic trivia, which is uh, where's the original setting of magic? And the answer is not Dominaria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an interesting thing was that... Uh, during the upkeep phase, back in the day, right. uh, this the was beginning, the, it's the, the beginning, beginning of your phase, turn. According to Sphinx of the Second Sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the beginning of your turn and during upkeep were both, at this point, classified. So early on, they realized that they had already fucked up with words. Yeah, because they... Uh, some, well, they're doing it now, though. They are. Sagas are at the beginning of your main phase. Yes. Even though they have an upkeep phase yes. that literally is for those triggers. That was me hitting the mic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> A record scratch right there. Um, I don't. I don't know the reasoning for doing that. They're trying to avoid triggers before the draw step. I had heard people saying they were trying to simplify it and have less upkeep triggers. Maybe, but so it's still a trigger. Do, so you could just literally untap draw, but yeah. they can't take away the upkeep. It's still a trigger. You're just remembering later on. Like, yeah, well, I always forget and then try to do it in my upkeep. Yeah. Because that's right. what every other trigger except Saga's work. But there's other cards confusion. doing the same thing. People are just trying to confuse us. But yeah, I mean, the six phases of magic, like you said. Uh, wait, each play. Wait, 
Each player's wait. Each <laughs> player's turn consists of the following seven phases. <laughs> oh no! This is a different part of the book telling us that there's seven phases. The FAQ got it wrong. Is the attack Up, phase in untap, there? upkeep, draw, main, discard, and heal creatures is <laughs> oh, no. your final phase. Oh no! <laughs> what the are attack we, phase still isn't listed. What though. are we going to do? The um, heal creature phase. All damage to creatures is removed automatically, and all fast effects expire. Best planeswalker. Oh yeah, the, the unluckiest. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh. So, how many phases were there in early Magic is uh, still being debated. Six or seven. Six or seven ish. ish. And none of them are the attack phase. None of them. Even are though they phase. call it the attack phase. Nope. None of them. Are the heal creatures phase. That's a good one. How many cards should I play with? One of the most common mistakes is to play with all of your magic cards. Oh, what? Damn it. I've been playing wrong this whole time. I am looking at probably 5,000 cards stacked on my shelf, not what's even in my white shelf. And you should just put I them down. I've like, been playing wrong this whole time. You should sit down with a shoebox and they'll be <laughs> like, what are you playing? And you're just like, all of it. Oh, my collection. <laughs> Oh, it's already shuffled. Don't worry about it. We did, I mean, when I was younger, I remember having like a 250-card goblin deck. My buddy had a deck because we were playing in Mirrodin. And his deck was, he basically was like, ah, I like them all. It's fine because <laughs> they're artifacts. So, like, it doesn't even matter because half of them are colorless. And his big thing was he'd try to get uh, Mirror Matrix, no, Mirror Incubator. Okay. Because for like six, you could exile any number of artifacts and make that many from your library, make that many one ones. <laughs> you just make like a hundred one ones. And you're like, I don't have a board wipe. He'd be like, I swing the ball. You you're dead. Turn. You're dead. And he'd be like, that's why my deck's so big. And it's like, yeah, but you never draw the card. It's like, but when I do. <laughs> I like that this, is, this was a thing even back then. Some of you out there may be a little frustrated. After all, you know that you're a much better magic player than your next door neighbor. But oh, he just yeah, went out and bought five display boxes of booster packs. <laughs> and now it doesn't seem like you have any chance to win anymore. Is this buy money <clears throat> equals winning? No, well, he's saying Play the opposite. Win? Well, oh. both of you and your neighbor may be in for a little surprise. Probably the most fascinating aspect of magic is figuring out neat combinations of cards and then collecting the right cards, not just most cards. Uh, so I shouldn't be buying booster <clears throat> boxes? Well, I mean, again. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. Isn't this crazy though? That well, like the, this Richard... is the beginning of magic, and they're telling, they're telling people, you don't have to buy all the cards. Here's the thing. I think Richard Garfield wanted to make a game. Yeah. And I think there's a reason Richard Garfield doesn't really work for magic. Doesn't work anymore. for magic anymore because he was never interested in like, in the selling of it. Because like, anti comes about. With the idea of, like, who cares what cards you have? And if yeah. you take your friends, whatever, they'll just build new ones. Yeah. And, like, the reason Elf <coughs> sold out was because everyone expected everyone just to buy a bunch of random things, build random cards, and make a deck, and not try to max-min the whole thing. Yeah. And he never envisioned competitive <laughs> magic. He never envisioned the price would be worth anything. He just envisioned that you would go and say, I have 100 cards. Uh, you take the 50 you like, and I'll take the 50 yeah, yeah. I like. Like the box and, games. Uh, like, and done. Yeah, like the box <laughs> games you buy now with all the cards in them, like DC Deck Builder or something like that, where it's like, we're just going to play with this set of cards. They originally pitched that every set would have a different back. Yeah, so you could you so that play you them couldn't together. play them together, yeah. so that you would just have your box of alpha, and that's what you played. And Even the back then, though, Arabian Nights, there were because those... they didn't 
care. Yeah, <laughs> there were those '90s Wall Street people who were like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we can make a lot more money off of this if you <laughs> don't do that." Yeah, and I just don't think Richard was ever in it for that idea. And all his early ideas are counter to magic as a collectible and highly profitable sales. <laughs> Well, um, you could argue the most profitable game yeah. probably ever created, and Pokemon might be out. Like it would probably yeah, be hard sell th- between those two. That and Games Workshop, <coughs> but um, I don't think I don't know the cost, the overhead cost of Games Workshop probably is much it down. higher. Yeah, I would say Magic is probably the the most successful. You're I talking mean, about oh, uh, flipping a coin between the top three. Company wise, no, no. Well, Hasbro because Hasbro is on a sell yeah. trend. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, uh, Games Workshop, as far as I know, is not. I'm just going to Google but it. Most profitable collectible game. Perfect. We'll just put on our searching the internet music. and. Uh, uh, what is the most profitable game? No, that's a MOBA online. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, video game. Video game bullshit. Uh, anyway, we'll find out. This might take a bit. I card game. Card game. There, That Brian, might help instead of having like just one card. No, these are still most probably trading cards. No, we don't want cards. Uh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's definitely. It doesn't matter. We don't need numbers to know. Yeah. When you when you make almost a billion dollars profit in two years it does in a row, seem like uh, during a pandemic, you're like probably you're probably in the top. Like you're you gotta be near the top. I would argue probably Pokemon's probably just as pot as big. They also have an entire company that's funding them. Like Nintendo yeah. seems to just prop I'm Pokemon. I'm surprised every time I realize that like the Pokemon trading card is only like three years younger than Magic, or four years. Like it's ninety-seven or ninety-eight. The Pokemon. Trading I think it was like ninety-six, wasn't it? Like it's like I always think of it as like oh, it copied Magic, but like th- it came out almost the same time. Yeah, it like, definitely Magic's came like out ninety-four. It definitely came out before the first. Uh, the first, um, but it's figuring out what year big it came sets. Out. Yeah, I think. It's but it's it's much earlier than you think. Ninety nine is maybe what it's ninety nine. Maybe it's only yeah. five years after, but it still feels like the first edition full set of like Pokemon. From all is of the uh, ninety nine, yeah, yeah. Ni- but again, five years. Yeah, yeah. It's not much different. Well, by ninety nine, I guess Magic was in the swing of things, but it yeah. wasn't at a peak of popularity. Like, no, I don't think so. So like you would still it was have probably had, a gamble still yeah. to do it then. And Pokemon so had the video it. games to fall back on. Yeah. Like it's a which, different monster we're which, talking about here. Yeah, Pokemon becomes. probably has more resiliency than Magic ever will because it has its video games to fall back on, whereas pretty much every other product Magic's ever made, apart from Magic, sucks. Yeah, but when can I play Legolas as a Pokemon? Like, they don't have that. You could play 17 different versions of Pikachu, bro. <laughs> yeah, but which one is Rick from The Walking Dead? Pokemon <laughs> has the most playable characters in an RPG ever. <laughs> There's like 900 playable uh, characters I in Pokemon. Love, I love that Pokemon, uh, it's their slogan was collect them all. Yeah. You've got to catch them all. And then there's so many, they can't put them all in a game. So you can't even do <laughs> can't even the thing all. you're supposed to do. <laughs> My son has a game, I, I have it too, called like Infinite Fusion Pokemon. Where you can fuse two Pokemons together to make a brand new Pokemon. Right, yeah. It's insanity. Absolutely yeah, insanity. He plays it. I had to stop. I was like, I can't <laughs> I can't dig this deep. My brain will break. Um, it's too nerdy. But it, it's it's kinda awesome that through all the years of money grubbing bastards, we can look back on this and see that the playtesters were like, <laughs> they, Don't buy the prod you don't need to buy it all. Like bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, they were like ignorant we were. to corporate greed. They were like we were, like and I'm sure that now, like you said, Richard Garfield is probably just as embittered as most Commander <laughs> players, where it's like, I don't want to keep buying all your shit. You're fucking our game Yeah, up. 
he's every once in a while on Rosewaters, but they just have him talking about stuff. Uh, like how sagas were apparently basically his idea. He had an idea separately, and then they realized that sagas could just take that. <laughs> so they every once in a while get him on to do something, but it, Here's they the never best. talk oh. about they never talk about the business with. Actually, him. <laughs> I forgot to read the whole paragraph to everyone. This guy might have been a little bit more cutthroat than we initially <laughs> imagined because we have to remember that this was the time of ante. Yes. So uh, it's about the fascinating aspect of magic is figuring out the combinations of cards and collecting the right cards, not just the most cards. If you do this property and your next-door neighbor doesn't, you may just find that his five booster card boxes are just a source of free cards for you. Sweet. As you just gamble them away. You just rob your neighbor. <laughs> it's always better to, be to own more cards. But a little skill and forethought will go a long way towards making the number of cards you own less important. He is right. Uh, yep. Pay to play wouldn't work so well if you could just steal your <clears throat> opponent's cards. Oh, they'd sell a lot <laughs> less booster boxes <laughs> if Ante was still around, I feel, because you would just have sharks. Less people would be playing Gaia's Cradle. Yep. If there was a risk, Whoa, they would just lose it. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> Imagine. How do you enforce that, though? For real, like, like you don't just get like ganked in the parking lot. But like, or, or the guy just picks up his card and walks away. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not playing. Judge, he's walking away with my guy's cradle. I stole it from him fair and square. <laughs> I won the game in which he had to ante it. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, it's mine. The funny thing is when you read about ante in this book too, they talk about the, the strategies of not running only one of a card because what if it gets anteed? Yeah. Now you've lost your most powerful card in your deck. But they always talk about it's powerful, not monetary. That's what shatter. I mean. the, the example they used in here was shatter. As being a good card. What if you only run one shatter in your oh. deck? How and then you, you ante it. How are you going to deal with artifacts? Oh, man, you won't. You just fucked. As soon as that sunglasses of Urza comes <laughs> really, down, they can use both to colors. Be fair, Shatter was probably one of the few ways to destroy an artifact in early Magic. Well, I can't yeah, because actually think of another card besides Desert Twister. Des yeah, Desert Twister. But like that was the thing about Magic back then, though, was that it was super codified into what you do, like black removed creatures. Yeah, and drained life. And had regenerate. Green had a bit of regenerate. Green hit you with big stomps. Uh, yeah, I was talking you know? to you about this uh, <clears throat> recently that I feel like all the colors of magic are merging together. Yeah. Because the new thing with commander decks and stuff is the fact that they're like, this new deck needs to open up a new playable method in these colors. Well, because they're like, running out. Yeah, because that's why plus one, plus one counters is in literally every color yeah. combination yeah. because they just keep <clears throat> making a new one. But it means that all the decks kind of are the same at this point um whereas early magic like like you could say oh well you can't have red just not able to deal with stuff but that would encourage you to play multicolor. I, I don't know but it is this weird problem where there are distinctions between the colors but they're getting less and less apparent if you kill your opponent every game by turn six then your opponent's yeah. shiv and dragon won't help much uh sure unless they have six soul rings in their deck well, which were then, only an uncommon. Which were only an uncommon, that's right. Unlike Web. Web was a rare. Web was a rare. You and it's listed in that book just above Wheel of Fortune, which is also a rare. Conceivably, you could have more soul rings than webs. Hmm. If you bought a box. If you just bought that collector, you bought five collector boxes or whatever that yeah, guy bought. Yeah. He probably opened more soul rings than webs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two-headed giant was a rare. Sure. So uh, that meant that you... you Menace-ish, which means that you also <laughs> got less of those than soul rings. Can you imagine opening uh, your pack and getting a two-headed giant instead of a taiga? <laughs> <laughs> you were actually probably like, man, taiga's crap. This two-headed giant is awesome. I don't even play those colors. This is garbage. <laughs> but that was the thing. Like, Even when I started, I wasn't into the trading, but I do remember those moments because like, I was a kid. 
You know, I was, yeah. I was 12 when I started playing Magic. But I remember those moments where you would you would see a trade like that go down, where it was like, uh, you know, here's a, there's always the classic Black Lotus for Shivan Dragon. But that was real trades that would happen. Is people yeah. would trade like a couple dual lands for a fucking two-two bander or whatever, like because yeah. you were like, man, I need that for my deck, and these or are you talking about throwing Wheel of Fortunes in the or not we uh, Force, Force of Wills, Force of Wills garbage, garbage because Wastelands. Who, who wants a five-drop Gattersmell? Well, and then like Wasteland only aimed at those big lands. Like there was nothing to blow up with Wasteland. Yeah. Back in the day, when you first got Wasteland in Tempest, what were you destroying with it? Other Wastelands, like it wasn't that good. Yeah. Um but now, obviously, with the proliferation of Commander and everything, like those cards just continually go up. Like strip mines were like ten bucks a couple years ago. They're like what thirty? Yeah, they're probably about now. forty they're, bucks now. Like because you need these land. And I like that everyone says I run a strip mine in every deck. I run it in one deck. I don't run it. I just can't be running it. <laughs> uh, that, 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 here, and we're gonna go way off topic with this one. I love the fact that land destruction is uh, one of the most hated parts of Magic, but running those cards completely okay. You can strip mine all day, and if you strip mine with a with a with a crucible, yeah, people just sort of shrug about it. Like, but if I stone <laughs> rain your that. land, you're like, what the fuck, man? You're yeah. running land destruction. It's like you got a ghost quarter in a wasteland. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, everyone does it now. I did Yakel Hops two weeks ago, but Yakel Hops is a great card. Should never be disparaged by anyone. <laughs> uh, this is an amazing. I was segment. trying to prevent myself from getting poisoned out, and it seemed like destroying everything would work. <laughs> so, what's the best? What's the best comp composition of cards, Evan? Define comp composition of your deck. Like how much man? Oh, how much uh, land should in you this have in one? Your deck? Oh, they're probably telling you you need like twenty-seven lands and like twenty creatures and then like thirteen well, spells. Well, since you can play with any number of cards, oh, above I was going 40, with sixty. Oh, so you should the, have the, uh, the rule forty percent land, forty percent creatures. You should have a proper mix of land and cheap and expensive cards. Where by turn three or four, you should be approaching zero cards in hand. You should be top decking. By turn I mean, three or four. that's still. Sort of true. I mean, you're supposed to put in enough draw to stop you from doing that. Not but back then, bud. You just gas. Well, there you had ancestral recall. <laughs> that was about it to draw from from, buddy. from from. <laughs> wow. So they're going full CDH at that point. You, you'll probably have some cards in hand since you're saving them for a better situation, but you should laugh at cards like Black Vice or Library of Lang. They're literally telling you not to buy their cards. Did you just say by turn six their Shiv and Dragon wouldn't be any good? But according to this, by turn four, you're should be top decking Shiv and Dragon because you should have already played it. No, you shouldn't. Be, you shouldn't. I think you what he's saying is you shouldn't deck. even run it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I think the guys like try to lead towards trash. more of like a speed white <laughs> mono white weenie deck. Um, but he uh, he said that you should laugh at cards like Black Vice and Library of Lang. It's amazing that they're putting this in their book, pitching yeah, the game. This like, card's terrible. This card's garbage. Don't even bother with these garbage cards. These are poop. You need sunglasses of Urza, another rare. <laughs> like, but if you got your glasses of Urza and sunglasses of Urza, it doesn't matter what the UV of the sun is out there. You're fine. You're covered. Um, are little cheap cards or big expensive cards better? Uh, yes. It's going to be both, but you should not have only big shit. Uh, this is it. This yeah. is it. Speed kills. So you should definitely be aiming for a faster deck. Until they drop a force of nature. Yes. This allows you, these cards allow you to get around the one basic limitation of the game. You can only play one land per turn. For now. At except, this point. Except for Fast Bond and Channel. 
and those other the channel doesn't let you play in the land. <laughs> sure, but Fastbond certainly lets you play a bunch of land. Yep. Black yeah. Lotus ways that well, the, that's mentioned in here too. One land those, is right? slightly moot when you have a Black Lotus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. So you should always go bigger because also the threat is that if you make a ten ten with a with a fire breathing on it and your opponent plays Terror, you've lost that ten ten with fire breathing on it. That's true. So that's why auras are bad. They knew that already. Also, I think it's trying to tell you that you should play more black because Terror can't kill black. That's creatures. true. Yeah. 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 So I was talking about that with someone about Isha and Shade, because someone told me that the card's terrible, and I said uh, it wasn't originally bad because pro right white and being black made it really hard to remove in the yeah. early games There's because very there was few like kill nothing left that could do it uh, because those were the limitations. <laughs> it was like a five-five unkillable. Uh, they talk about Lord of the Pit in this and how Great Richard card. Garfield Great was card. a was a proponent for keeping it. But some of his playtesters were like, this is the worst card in Magic. And I mean, uh, he said that... Why? Because you have to sack a creature? I guess. Yeah. So the guy... The I guy, guess I didn't play Lord of Pit until Breeding Pit came There was out. no tokens and stuff like yeah. that. But the guy... One of his arguments was... Uh, this guy said, look, it's just a bad card for its price and everything like that. And so uh, Richard Garfield was like, well, I've won many games on it. And the guy's like, tell me about one. And so Richard sat down and thought... And the reason he won was because he played Lord of the Pit with a couple creatures up. His opponent cloned it because he knew that he either died in the air to Lord of the Pit right. or he, he clones it and hopes he can top deck creatures from then on. Right. And he burned out of creatures before Richard Garfield did. So the guy was like, so the only reason you won is because you had an opponent stupid enough to copy your, your Lord of yeah, the Pit. Yeah, that's a great card. Uh, you should tell the story about playing uh, Bosch a couple weeks ago. Oh, Bosch, yeah. So I, I was we were at the, the Command Fest here, command local Fest, Command yeah. Fest here. At our, our, we're at the same shop, Josh's store. And uh, and I was playing a precon because one of the check boxes was a precon, so I was yeah, playing ready. <laughs> yes. And uh, I played Bosch, and the players at the table started uh, dismissing it as a bad card. And one guy <laughs> in particular was like, "That's like the worst card ever. Like that's such a bad card. That's such a shit card." Like, and so I waited, and the opponent across from me played Gisela, and then I just flung Bosch at the guy for sixteen, yep. and then I recurred it with Doretti, and then flung it at him again for lethal. <laughs> And he was like, I'm never going to disparage Bosch again. <laughs> this is like the best hit I've ever seen. I was like, you just took 32 uh, damage from Bosch. It's it's new players of no appreciation for the old cards. <laughs> I, I sat down and I was playing uh, Graz, the unstoppable juggernaut. So good. And this new player looks and goes, oh, I didn't know that card was playable. Oh yeah. Like, well, well, I don't know if it guy, is either. That guy was from that guy was from Arena though, so yeah. I can understand it. He said he had just started playing Commander. I can understand that. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, I like that. I'm just like that's not the point. I'm not trying to play only playable cards. That's no fun. Well, I think that Commander. And then I and then I beat him because I had to once he made fun well, of yeah, Commander. Of course. Commander, if it existed back then, would have probably become just Magic. Like yeah. the ideas that are spawned in casual commander are what these guys were pitching. It does seem that way because I said combative yeah. magic wasn't really considered. Uh, Goofing off and building stupid decks seems to be what magic was built on. Check out on. this. So these are some opening and draw variants. Oh, so instead you can play of different magic instead of the seven there. main yeah. phases of the game, three initial lands. This variation oh, allows you to choose any three lands from your deck as part of your starting hand. That's taken from Monopoly, where you can start with two properties. Yeah. Right? And then you shuffle and draw four more Only cards. three. So Mishra's Factory, uh, another Mishra's Workshop. Sorry, Mishra's Workshop. Three yeah. Mishra's Workshops. Actually, probably the best you three You would lands just run all three Urza lands. <laughs> sure. Come on. Uh, Power Yeah. That <laughs> uh, actually, were they even in, were they in Alpha Beta or were they... 
expansion. They're in uh, they're in antiquities. Okay, yeah. But yeah. so is Mishra's workshop. So. Uh, land stack. So this is the shuffle your lands and spells separately into two oh, different draw what? piles. Whenever you draw a card, you choose which pile to draw from. I'm surprised an unset hasn't designed <laughs> that. Of, like take your library and separate into two piles, and then you can draw from either. Now. Or. If a spell tells you to draw three cards, you have to choose which pile you're going to draw all three cards uh, from. Well, obviously. It's obviously the land pile, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> when I Ancestral Recall, I draw my basic lands. <laughs> I mean, not on purpose. <laughs> a no-land mulligan and all-land mulligan. We used to do that. You'd reveal your hand. If you had no lands, you got a full yes. free re uh, Speed play. Every turn you draw two cards, immediately discard one of them. Oh, Amulet of Bogarden right there. You, uh, you begin the game as usual with a starting hand of seven cards or by drawing 14 and discarding half of them immediately. That's pretty close to some of the bad <laughs> mulligans they've had in the past. <laughs> wow, could you imagine CDH with 14 cards? Keep seven. Discard, Discard the rest. Power oh, your man. graveyard. <laughs> Here, card Kess, restrictions. Kess would win Here every game. Wizards of the Coast sponsor magic tournaments usually enforce a minimum deck size of 60 cards. They also regulate deck composition by holding player car players to a maximum of four of any spell card except basic lands. Well, or for certain cards, I like one. One card. I liked a uh, limit of for spell cards to four except basic lands, even though lands aren't spells, so that already they've confused their language already yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bullseye. This actually is a pretty funny format. This is... a. Now we're into how to play the game, different variants sure. of playing it. You must reduce your opponent to exactly zero life points. Damage Fair. dealt to you by opponents in excess of the required amount is instead given to you as life. Oh, so you have to like, it's like the board games where it's like I, you have to hit the end dead on with dead the on. dice roll. Yeah. If you were at three life points and sustained 10 points of damage, you would actually come up with seven. Wow, that'd be so hard. All creature damage from a single attack is treated as simultaneous damage. I'm assuming first strike would go before. Um, However, spells and other cards in your control do not give you life this way, so you can't just fireball yourself for 20 oh. when you're at 2. <laughs> that would be great. You, would, you will die. Um, just uh, dead air here. It's so weird. There's one called Shoot for the Moon. If a player can manage to lose all their life, they win the game. So it's, oh, it's well who's going to... But you can't use things like Channel, Lich, oh. throw, but you, you have to like, too? hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. You or do like that fireball yourself. We're like, I'm going on my own terms. You can do whatever you want. And uh, and then we come to the my favorite section, which is the 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 drafting. The favorite the, section of Dominia. Here we go. <laughs> the the building a Magic the Gathering league. Evan. Yes. Would you like to build a league with me? Uh, I'm worried about what you're going to pitch to me. <laughs> <laughs> One of Richard Garfield's primary goals for Magic Gathering was to provide a game that could be enjoyed by a large group of players at once. Well, the he did that. Details a league structure. If you're about to say Richard Garfield wanted leagues, he failed because no one does leagues. <laughs> Evan, shut up and listen. A league should have at least four players and no more than eight or ten, depending on your level and style of play. What level yeah. magic player are you, Evan? Uh, casual jank. What, I don't go. know Perfect. what that falls under. Maybe three? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wait, we did that as like a five <clears throat> yeah, out of I think ten. Most of my decks came out at four or five. The couple <laughs> that were higher definitely weren't supposed to be. They're Apart from my CDH, cards. I didn't have anything above a seven. Zada came out my at seven. CDH my CDH deck didn't even come out as higher than an eight. I know. <laughs> that I was saw. the hilarious part. League play usually begins with a draft <laughs> consisting of a series of rounds in which players take turns selecting cards from a card pool assembled by the league. So they're cubing. They're not drafting. But you keep the cube cards going forward. 
Oh, okay. So, like, you mean if we cubed here, sure. you would keep your cards separately. That's your drafted cards. Again, they really didn't care about collectability here. <clears throat> Not at all. Also, you just selected them. You just drafted them out of the whole list. It wasn't like cubing here. You got a list of cards. And you oh, said, and you I'm just want. I would like a lightning bolt. Fireball. Yeah. I would like a lightning bolt. And I like, would like a lightning bolt. Well, no, and you just built your deck. One, it seems like it's commander. It's like one of each. Oh, okay. So channel fireball done. Yeah, uh, there needs to be a commissioner, and he's the guy who sort of like oversees it all and makes sure that everyone's following the rulings. So when we go play our tournaments on Wednesday, should we refer to you as Commissioner Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Uh, the pool size, the initial drafting pool should have at least 60 cards per player. In Commander, I would suggest 100. Uh, it doesn't the, say that, but... No, but I mean, we're going to go with it because Sure, yeah, yeah. I was like, it doesn't um, say Commander, does it? No, uh, it also, if you go above 60 cards, you could give some flexibility for choosing, like, situational cards, like Circles of Protection. Yeah, for your sideboard. Exactly. That doesn't exist. It does. Is, it the, does is the sideboard here. in here? No, you just said they have extra cards. Yeah, it's just extra. There was no such thing as a sideboard. No, you just put it in and just said, ah, maybe I'll draw. If I was playing against you and you were playing green, I'd throw in my Circle of Protection green. It didn't matter. Right. Now i got 61 cards in my deck. It doesn't matter. The draft organizer shall begin by separating the initial draft pool into lands and spells and into different colors of magic. The organizer okay. should provide a complete list of available cards to all other players well in advance so that they can plan their drafting strategy. I'm going to make Josh do that next time I draft. <laughs> Josh, please tell me what cards are in all these packs so I can have a proper <laughs> drafting experience before I open them. The draft order, <laughs> uh, the draft order should be different in each round. So if you uh, go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, it should go 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 1, 3, 4, 5, 6, sure. 1, 2. Left, right, left. It doesn't so matter. You can just snake draft <laughs> it, too. It doesn't matter. Um, I would just snake draft it, reverse snake. Draft divisions. That way, if you're a shit player, you don't get to face off against other good players. Wow, that's just fair. Mm -hmm. uh, trade restrictions. It's commonly recommended that trading be prohibited once the regular season starts. <laughs> It's usually good for a draft that you're not just trading cards in the middle of the draft. But, I mean, during the preseason games they list here, you can certainly trade cards before the actual season begins. Yeah, okay. The regular season is consisted of a series of matches. Generally, uh, generally each player will play two matches works. against each opponent. Uh, two matches allow each player to be the home team in one and the visiting team in the other. So, What the does home that team. mean? You go first if you're home. Oh, they didn't dice roll? No. You just won the games. You'd go first. The next game, I'd go first. Sure. Uh, why not? Uh, that makes no sense. But I guess they didn't have dice back then. You also something. play without ante because obviously you don't want to lose your draft. Well, cards. obviously because ante was Jeez. too good for tournament play. <clears throat> uh, before each match, both players should secretly select the cards that will form their deck for that match from all of their league cards. It's not just your whole collection. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should tell me that somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's telling you. Look, did you read the deck building part I read earlier? Come on. Come on. Jesus, we already gave you the tips and tools to use here, Evan. Don't play every card you own. Each player would begin with a number. Oh, now there's a, a variant variant of it where instead of, which I think Canadian Highlander does, instead of, uh, instead of, you drafting cards, each card is assigned a value, and you're given a certain amount of points. Yes, there is one Canadian version that does that. Highlander has it where, like, like two like, or ten points. Yeah, it's like, like Warhammer, that. where you're like, my power level is this, and how do you balance yes. it out? But yeah, it's yeah. confusing, because you have to read the power levels of 50,000 cards to balance them all. And then, of course, there's rotisserie 
TM. I magic. I started by reading that and I read the whole paragraph and I still couldn't really figure I don't, out what it's I really don't or understand why rotisserie is trade. What bags. it means. But supposedly you break your cards up into seasons. Yeah. Choose season one, season two, season three. Yes. And then you can only use those cards in each season. But it says something yeah, yes, that seems to be it. You make three decks. Season one is one deck, and it basically yeah. is like, would you like your season one deck to be really good? Then your season two and three will be bad. But like, it, I don't know what's called rotisserie. It spins or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, wait. We did it backwards. So the cards are divided into one season, two season, and three seasons. So the way it works is that after the end of the first season, you get rid of the one season cards. Right. And then after the end of the set. So you start with your full collection, oh, and then okay. you trim it down from there. So you don't make three decks. You make one, but you can't reuse yeah, them Yeah, and then you lose them. But you could trade for other players' three-season cards. Like, three-season cards would be the more powerful cards because they're in the whole game. Right. Yeah. Still sounds stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sounds very difficult. Team Magic. It also sounds like other people would just slip in other cards later and be like, oh, no, I totally drafted that's this 100 six months ago when like, we started that's, this. That's definitely a draft. You need to calm down. Creature Movement. Moving a creature from your territory to a teammate's territory is the equivalent of an attack. So this is for like playing like multiplayer magic, but like teams, emperor. emperor and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that there was a couple things that seemed very much like emperor in there. And then the duelist mm. convocation magic tournament rules. Nice. Okay. Rule one: tournament deck must consist of a minimum of sixty cards total, inclusive of all land creatures, spells, and artifacts. Okay, this helps to good. ensure so cards more of an, more var variety in play, thus testing the player's skill to a greater degree. That's good. You may have a sideboard. There is a sideboard. Exactly oh my 15 God. additional cards. I didn't know there was one back then. You're not required to use one. So, funny story about sideboards. At one point in Magic, you did have to have a sideboard for certain tournaments. Yeah. So, my buddy shows up for uh, a game, and uh, he doesn't have a sideboard. So, he just buys a pack of Magic off the shelf. <laughs> 15 cards. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to buy that. And the guy's like, okay. And he just opens it, and he's like... I got my sideboard. The guy's like, are you going to look at it? He's like, I don't give a shit what's in it. <laughs> there may be no more than four of any individual card, yep. with the exception of the five basic land types, which is now a six, because now you can have wastes. Uh, that's, yeah. It's not a basic, it's a basic land, but it's not a basic land type. It doesn't matter. You can still have as many as you sure, want. Sure, but what I'm saying is if you shimmer and it says name a basic land type, you can't name what No wastes. one gives a shit what you're saying. <laughs> this rule is... <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel every recording. <laughs> the deck construction rules also include what is called the restricted list. At this yep. point, the restricted list was no more than one can be used in your deck or brought from outside the game, such as with a Ring of Maruf, that with commonly that used card. That card that everyone knows. <laughs> uh, so the restricted list at this point was Ali from Cairo, Ancestral Recall, Berserk, Black Lotus, Brain Geyser, Channel, Copy Artifact, Demonic Tutor, Dingus Egg, Gauntlet of Might, Mox Pearl, Mox, all the Moxes, Regrowth, Soul Ring, go. Time Twister, Time Walk, and Wheel of Fortune. It's a pretty decent list, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Ali yeah. from Cairo is a little weird. That's one that, that steals artifacts. I think, it? yeah, but I mean, I guess if you stole them forever. <clears throat> yeah, this was back in the day when you could own them forever. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, it says the following cards are banned from official tournaments. Contract from Below, Dark Pact, Demonic Eternity, Jeweled Bird, oh, which no. are the anti-cards. Ali from Cairo is the Shaharazard guy. and Time Vault. He's the guy that you can't die. Oh, <clears> yes, yes, yes. Well, he's sorry. in play, yeah. Yeah, yeah those are banned cards, right? Shahazad and stuff like that. So even then, I guess do. Dingus Egg is just because of Armageddon, <laughs> but that just feels like you can win. Like, who cares? Dingus Egg is you take two damage when a land is destroyed. Yeah. Whenever Which I land assume is put in the graveyard from the battlefield. Combos with, again, Armageddon, but that feels like just a deck design. It doesn't yeah, feel like. Yeah. Well, at that point, too, you had Sinkhole, Ice thing, and, and you had 12. 
Yeah, I'm just <clears> saying that <throat> there was no yeah. way to make your opponent have more lands. So like, no, Dingus no, no, Egg no. doesn't. Oh. I don't know why that's. And on then it. the following I just, cards. I just listed were, those when you're yeah. looking those up. It's the anti ones, Shahrazad and yeah. Time Walk. And then decks may be constructed from cards from the limited or unlimited revised series. Use of cards from the expansion sets, i.e., Arabian Nights, etc. Oh, being, so it is after that. Yeah. Uh, are permitted with the referee's prior consent. <laughs> Under true. no circumstances will cards from the collector's edition sets be permitted. Still true. It is. Well, rule zero. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, floor rules. Tournaments will be a standard ladder bracket system. Single or double elimination rounds like arm wrestling movies. Oh, with their yeah. double elimination <laughs> rounds. Over the top. A little, a little over the top there. <laughs> a little, little, little reference for those of you who are older and into bad movies. Or just uh, like Sly. Tona- tournaments will be presented over. This is all boring shit about tournaments. Uh, using the same deck. Uh, players are not required to wager ante. But you will remove a fake ante prior to the duels. Uh, I thought they were all banned anyway. You just get that ante card back. Yeah. No, no. You still have to ante a card. So your deck is still only going to be No, but I thought cards. all the ante cards were banned. Yeah, all of the, the cards that make you ante. Yeah. So, But, but you still somehow. have to fake ante a card. Oh. Sure. Players may not have any outside assistance during a match. If you do so, then uh, you get a warning, and then otherwise you are disqualified. So you can get outside assistance once. 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 You can phone a friend. One chance. And they're like, you got a warning. You're like, that's fine. Who At cares? one tournament, I had a judge actually comment on my game. Yeah. The guy fucking lost his mind. <laughs> it was the final round. And uh, I had uh, Nahiri out. And I think one of Nahiri's things was like, you may, a plus that you may do something. Yeah. And... Uh, and I wasn't plussing it up, and I was in kind of a bad situation. My deck revolved around running out a bunch of little red guys, but I had drafted an Ulamog. So I was like, I just get to Ulamog, and then I just fucking smash you. Like yeah. Most people, I played Ulamog, and they're like, well, scoop this shit up. Yeah. But uh, uh, the guy, the judge walked by, and he's like, you know, you can just plus that up without doing it. It's power, right? And the guy's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> and, and then the judge was like, oh, shit, yeah, I totally it's just. Just noticed. I'm sorry, man. And I was like, oh, I'll plus it up right now then. <laughs> and then you got your warning, right? I didn't know. The judge got the warning, I'm assuming. The judge got the warning. Uh, so this is about collecting, identifying alpha and beta. Yeah, and then we yeah. get to the then we get to the collector's list, which is what you were going through, which had the weird the weird uncommons and commons. It's just some of the rares are pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that's see. still true. Right? Ancestral recall, great rare. Animate yeah. wall was a rare. Whoa. And that was the remember that was the Oof. big kick about the M thirty. People were like if I pull a fucking animate wall, it's like my rare. Or like Chaos Lace. Well, yeah, the ones that change colors are all that. Which was also a rare. Yeah. Uh, Brain Geyser was a rare. Blessing Blessing was a rare. Amazing. Blessing was a rare. Blaze of Glory. I don't even know what the fuck that card does. Blaze of Glor- Glory. Blaze of Glory. Evan, do you know what Blaze of Glory no, is? No, I have no, no idea. Well, Evan. It's a white spell that says cast a spell only during combat before blockers are declared. Target creature defending player controls can block any number of creatures this turn. I've never heard of this card. It's probably it blocks it's so rare. each attacking creature this turn, in fact, if able. So it just grabs them all. It's totally like the opposite of lure. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a lure for for defenders. Oh, that's. I'm, I'm gonna be real cool. with you. I'd, I'd kind of like this card. Yeah, <laughs> hold on. Cast a spell only during declare. Target creature defending player controls. Can block any number of creatures. In fact, the next yeah, you just instant speed make them block everything with something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was trying to think it's an instant, so like can feather capitalize, but it's not on your own creature. It can be. No, because it says target creature defending player controls. You're the defending player, though. 
It doesn't say an opponent. Oh, maybe. So you could certainly do it to your own. This card's already confusing. What do the rules say here? Nothing about that. It just says defending <laughs> player. So if you're the defending player, you can target your own creature. I guess. Because yeah. that's pretty fun. I would just drag him. I'm going to have. How much are you, Blaze of You Glory? need that in a banding deck. I do need that in a banding deck. <laughs> face to face games. How much are you? Just in Canada. Force uh, Blaze of Glory. Force more confusion. Blaze of Glory is. $20 collector edition. Oh, this oh, is very not. expensive. 150 bucks. I'm buying it. I'm going to find one. The unlimited is 150 you can get it. Otherwise, you need a collector's edition. Yeah. I l I'll let you play the collector's edition. I Thanks, won't complain man. about that. We play sleeved. These rules were also back before sleeved, so. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, that was the book. That was the book. Yeah, just as you're wrapping up here, I'm just going to double check there isn't any other good uh, questions at the frequently ants. But, uh yeah, you got any other thoughts on that? I think it's a like I said, and I said it before. I think it's a it's quite funny that the ideas that they were forming back then are now the ideas of like EDH. Like the rebellion continues, you know. <clears throat> yeah, like a casual commander pod keeps much of what their thoughts are there. Like playing the fun, playing the multicolors. What are we looking at now? Uh, miscellaneous cards. Question: Chaos Orb. Can I blow on it? <laughs> Answer: No. You can't tickle the caster either. <laughs> Try telling a joke. Oh, yeah. Also, turnover completely means flipping just like a coin a full 360 degrees. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What a stupid card. Uh. Lich. Question. My opponent keeps playing this on me. Is this fair? <laughs> Answer. Not at all. The card <laughs> is an enchantment. It says you lose all life. When a card refers to you, it refers to the caster or controller of the card. Also, <laughs> enchantments can only be played in the caster's... Caster's territory, okay, unless the card says otherwise. He can only use it on himself. See this card to find out, oh. So when it says my opponent keeps playing this on me, they don't mean in the <laughs> game. They mean, <laughs> they mean literally just chanting that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, good. Imagine, imagine. Uh, just for the record, guys, here's what Lich says. As it enters the battlefield, you lose life equal to your life total. You don't lose the game for having zero or less life. If you would gain life, draw that many cards as said. When you're dealt damage, sacrifice that many non-token permanents. If you can't, you lose the game. When it's put in the graveyard from the battlefield, you lose the game. Yes. So uh, you can play it on someone <coughs> and then, uh, I guess, blow it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you 100% play Except it on someone. Except you can't play it on someone. What you do is you play it now. You donate it. Yeah. If only your Zedru was in black. If only. Then if you only. could run this and just give it to him. Yeah, I mean, Blim it's, has it, but it, you won't get the ETB effect. It's probably pretty cheap. <laughs> Lich, no, it's like 200 <laughs> bucks. Because it's played in Selena Dark Angel. Yeah, no, it's very it's expensive. A, oh, it's, sorry, it was probably 200 bucks before the pandemic. Um, I'm still looking at uh, questions here. Lich is 350 bucks sold out, unlimited. Oh, that's fine. We uh, Look, I already found out that Raging River is 300 bucks, and Face to Face Games has two in stock. And so when they come in town on April, I'll have to decide if I need You should email them <laughs> and tell them to bring it. So yeah, like interested. to just trade in cards to get yeah, a Raging we'll say, River. Yeah, we'll say I want to trade in a bunch of cards, bring yeah. in Raging River. They they would definitely do it. Yeah, 100%. Like, I have more playable cards. Uh, we already did the, the question we looked up, which is if I banned two creatures, how does that affect the Raging River where you have two sides? <laughs> and the right. answer is... If you banned creatures and you block and the ban is on both sides of the river, 
a blocked creature is still blocked. <laughs> so because in banding, if you block one of it, you block all of it, even if some of them can't be. So apparently, yeah. you can band your group across the river on either yeah. side, yeah. but it doesn't affect it. You can just block on that Amazing. side. But um, uh, just so you guys know, uh, <laughs> Raging River makes you split uh, attacking and defense across a line. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever one or more creatures you control attack, each defending player divides all creatures without flying. They control into a left pile and right pile. Then for each attack creature you control, you chose left or right. Those sides can only block. Flyers can block wherever they want. Yeah. So this would be useless against a dragon deck. It would be, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a two-mana enchantment. Wasn't it reprinted, though? Like, it's it's got other printings. Unlimited, no, no, no. Unlimited, yeah. it, no, that's the last one. All right. Well... That uh, was a real fun look at the question. history of magic. Oh. Goblin Balloon Brigade. Yep. Does this card make all goblins fly or just itself? Answer. This is worded a little ambiguously. It can only float itself. <laughs> I love that they said float after they complained about the ambiguity of the card. Uh, they're just bad with the, the language here. Well, they were trying. They were trying. How do I get info faster? Oh, that's trying to actually contact... Um, Oh, you have to go in like the interwebs <laughs> at listserv at wizards dot com. You can send them an email. I wonder if that's still up. You want to send them an email? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Let's go to Gmail. Let's see if we can send it. What's it called again? It's uh, it's listserv. L i s t e s e r v. Listserv at wizards dot com. The best source of answers to magic question is the Garfield Gaming email list. Is this email? To subscribe, send an electric email. Still the real. body of the message should contain the following line. Subscribe, GG-1, your real name. I just found this email in a player's... <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to say, yeah, subscribe, GG-1, your real name. Yeah, That's uh, what it says. The body of your message should contain the following. So you're going to have oh, to write shit. that in your yeah, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? I mean, you can list that too. Subscribe. Here it is, GG-1. And then it, GG it does say one. where your real name would be, for example, Pat Doe. Yeah, so Boone. don't just write your real name in case you thought that. Yeah. Is that in the, the, if you the want, body? If you want okay. to trade cards, you'll want to send a message to liftservewizards.com. Uh, I don't know why it says reading all oh, of this. Oh, it's without there. an E, though. Lifts, uh, lifts. If you want to trade cards, it's subscribe gg-trading-1, your real name. List <laughs> serve. Yeah, sorry. Wizards.com. I hope someone is still <laughs> in charge of it. I would like to subscribe, please. <laughs> Uh, it's great. It's great. Send. Send. Let's see. Message sent. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Let's All hope. Right. Let's We're hope. Good. We're good. Uh, let's just hope that this uh, that this is good. All right. We'll we'll check back on that one. Yeah. 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 Well, Evan, that was a great episode. You can um, sign up to the Duelist for eighteen bucks a year. No, I think I'll pass on that one. Thank you. Um, <laughs> next week. Next episode, I should say. Let's not say next week. We don't know. It's, mm. We say that, but it's just like whenever we get a through. Click so on the alpha one. Let's see what that's it looks what I'm trying like. to see Look what it says. That. Goblins. Goblins oh, game does say flying go ability Goblin until end of turn. Yeah, they that's, did. That's really badly worded, yeah. Goblins gain flying ability. All your goblins. And they can't do it after blocks have been declared. Well, I mean, it wouldn't do well, anything. <laughs> um, so we have a guest. 
Yes, if we can pull it off. It's otherwise, crazy. otherwise we'll do what we usually do, which is we'll say we'll have a guest and then we'll have he's to play in. it. And yeah, we just don't know when. Yeah, yeah when we get that working. He, he, but it's gonna be crazy. It's it gonna go down some rabbit holes. Here. Like some really strange rabbit holes. It should continue our trend for being the weirdest magic podcast. Yeah, I don't think many people match us on that one. No, I I don't think I found one that's quite as off track as we are. And we have our hundredth episode coming up. Yes, uh, which you have big ideas. You did I say had, you wanted to change it. I and did. You never told yeah. me what it was. Yeah, mostly because our idea, the original idea I had was that I wanted to do a commander tier list of other podcasts. Yes, and you had sent me a couple. Yeah, and but then I was like. Does anyone want to listen to that for like an hour? That doesn't seem like magic-y. No, maybe So instead, not. I think we should just do a Podbean live thing, bring people oh, in yeah, and just like saying. chat and drink. Yeah. We'll do it on like a Saturday evening sense. where you can actually like enjoy yourself and cut loose a little and then yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll just sit here and jam it out. People can call in. We'll add them into the phone call, start chatting. Uh, Perfect. We'll yeah, get we'll just have a jam. Boot it out of jam. Zoom every 45 minutes because ah! you can't be bothered no, to no, pay for it. No, no. It's Podbean live. I pay for Podbean, goddamn. They'll give it to me. But I believe... I paid for it last year, but that's always on my credit card. Okay, I can't remember which one I did. Maybe you paid that was the for a, you paid for a website. There was something I had to yeah, pay you're, for. You're it's like every for August I have to pay. I'm paying for the Podbean. Okay. Yeah, that's how we break it down. We don't check our finances super well. Bother. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> thanks for listening, guys, and have a great whatever day time of the day it is. Oh, yeah, Unless this is probably going to be like two weeks after we record it. Yeah. We'll remember to post it, but hopefully not. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> have a good night. See ya. Been living like a fucking reptile. Down in the gutter for two days.